You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast dropdown from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. Hola. Oh my gosh, I'm so crabby. Fair warning. <laughs> this should make for a good show. I feel like I've been crabby for a week. I feel like I'm extra crabby today too, so I feel like it's not just you. <laughs> Wonderbar. Nothing like two crabby ladies doing crabby lady things. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not feeling it today. I'm getting a bottle of wine. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't drink anymore. Man, it has been the kind of week where all I want to do is drink. But even though I've been eating really crappy, at least I'm not drinking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not a part of that club. Oh, well. It's obviously working for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you did the competition last weekend and I scored it. (laughs) Yeah. Do not bother the score table. And I totally bothered the score table. (laughs) You weren't the only one though. So I wasn't, at least I wasn't like, what's my score? What's my rank? Blah, blah, blah. I was like hanging out with you. You weren't the only one and like everyone was hovering like like helicopters and I'm just like no. Cause well, what talk- seems like everyone to you is probably less than 10% considering there were 70 competitors. Well, yeah, that's true, but it's because of where we were. It was like the starting line for a lot of the athletes, so it was just like it felt like everyone was just there all the time. But what it was is that um you know, you're trying to put the scores in and do your best not to like let any everyone know because people will leave if they know their score and that kind of stuff. If they're not doing well, and really? I think like some people even dropped out knowing they didn't do well or didn't finish like one the first event. People do that. I think some people do. Yeah. I mean, we're not those. All right. Well, at least that makes me feel better about my crabby <laughs> attitude. At least I stayed. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was just interesting and like, cause I've never scored, well, it's not that I've never scored, but I've scored, but I've never been at the scoring table being like ahead of the scoring stuff and people are like very stressed out. I'm just like, I'm trying to be happy. But like, I also didn't get to watch a lot of the events just because my, like the mint, like once something was finished, I had to go and punch them all in. And then by the time I finished punching them in, they were already in the next event and so it sucked a little but you know whatevs <laughs> get over it yeah i'll survive i feel like i'll see a lot of events it's like first world problems for sure <laughs> um yeah so the contest i would love to hear it from your perspective you read my post today i assume yeah 
It was, I mean, from my perspective, I mean, it was run really well, even from our side. It was a little hectic, but it still ran, like, pretty smoothly. Like, I felt like we ran it really on time. And, like, it was just every event I was, like, I was watching all the event or, like, looking at the scores for every event just because I couldn't really watch. It, all the scores. <laughs> you were like, oh, that name's familiar. They must be doing no, well. No, all the scores and all the numbers were coming out, like, very close to each other. Like, it wasn't, like, yeah, so crazy true. where it was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, like, somebody's definitely going to win this event and somebody else is definitely going to win this event. It just it kept on going back and forth. Yeah, all the ones I saw, it came down to, like one point differential which equated to less than one second on an event like that's the touch of a stopwatch that's you know what i mean and that's yeah. not to say that you know somebody did anything wrong that's just you're right that's how tight it was yeah it was a pretty tight day which made it like even more fun because people got even more like a little intense and stuff but it was funny because like that because i'm i wasn't competing that day you know, I walk in and everyone's like very tense and I'm just there to score. I'm not really there to like do anything but sit on my ass all day. So it's just kind of like, Ma, all right, I'm here. And I'm not as jazzed as I would be if I were doing it. And it was funny because a couple of the other volunteers um, were saying like, why is everyone so quiet and intense? And I was like, oh, they're just getting in the mood. Like they're getting ready to compete. They're not really in the mood to talk. Once the first event is over, everyone wants to talk. They don't really care anymore. But up until that first event, it's just like silence <laughs> or like everyone. Yeah, in you're kind of because also from my perspective, at least there were more competitors this time around. And I can pretty much gauge who's in my weight class. I mean, by best estimates, but I didn't know who was a novice and who wasn't. And so it wasn't right. until you're like going and then you're like, oh, that person and that person. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then once you know your competition and you know your ranking, you're a little more like, hey, how are you to the people that you're not competing against? Yeah. yeah and it's usually only to the people you're not competing against. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's really funny. And like right now it's like, I'm because I just did that. And I feel like I haven't, we, or I feel like I haven't had like a really week weekend off to just to do nothing for like no yeah. reason, just to sit on sit around because I've been training so hard, and I only have about like two and a half weeks left until of training left until Vegas, and then like a little bit more than that until I go to Vegas. It's just kind of like I just I really just want this over with so I cannot do things for like maybe three weeks. <laughs> Or four weeks <laughs> but i know i'm gonna be like two days after and be like i need to get to the gym all right see you later <laughs> yeah well i didn't work <laughs> i haven't worked out since saturday and it's wednesday i like debated doing something today and then mm -hmm. i didn't i'm just feeling really drained like i did yeah. way way too much this month like and it just hit me like a ton of bricks on the day of competition and well the day before the competition didn't you do like something crazy like yes. a lot of crap and i was just like you're supposed to be like literally a lard ball and just i know i don't know what i was thinking like I, halfway through the day i just kept like rubbing my face and like squatting in the floor in almost tears and being like i'm so tired i'm so tired but at that point it was like you know, we had already, so the thing that I was doing was working on an upcoming ebook and like an idiot 
we did 37 photo shoots in one day, which is just insane. In addition to the cover shoot for the ebook. So like, it just, I, I don't know what I was thinking other than like, oh, I'm going to take this day off of work, which should have been to rest. (laughs) Then I'm looking at my calendar. Yeah. Then I'm looking at my calendar and with my team member Courtney and we're like trying to figure out when we can do this because we're on a timeline and we're behind the timeline. And it was like, oh, okay, well I have off of work on this day. Let's just do it then. And I wasn't accounting for how exhausted like I was going to feel after that. And I had also traveled to the West coast and back right. two weeks before and had the travel nightmare yeah. and I'm still not caught up in sleep from that. And yeah. then the week before that I had competed. So like, this yeah, month, like this month, how many comps did you do this month? Like two, or well, with within a month, two, right? Two comps this month, yeah. That's crazy. Talk. And I well, didn't like, really train specific for either one of them, like. Right. And so, this competition on Saturday was just not. It was not my day, even though I won first in two events and tied for first. Like, right. what I say it wasn't my day is like I'm compare. Even if I had come in first, I would still tell you that it wasn't my day because right. for me, I'm comparing that against like how I normally perform and how I normally train. Right. And like I didn't, I didn't even do it as well as I normally do in training. And in a competition, you should do way better than you do right. in training. And so for me, like regardless of what the outcome was, it was not a good day for me even like if you counted it as a training day it would have been a shitty training day. yeah yeah i totally know what you feel like because like that is where you and i are definitely similar just because we're like competitive people yeah um it's just kind of like all right this is going to be either a good training day or like a really crap training day and like yesterday i felt like a total crap training day i stayed up too late watching the grid and then i was like doing laundry all night and then i lost track of time and i'm just like i'm not sleeping why am i not sleeping and then i try to go to sleep and it's like you're not sleeping no uh, my my body just said nope you're not sleeping you're not doing it and like of course i'm not eating as well as i should be um or not enough because i feel like recently for whatever reason i've been losing my appetite and i think it's like the stress of just ramping up for nationals is like hitting me a little bit harder because it's getting closer and I'm just like okay well it's happening soon very soon (laughs) so all that kind of nonsense and everyone's trying to like coordinate with me and I'm just like can I just not coordinate things and let me focus on this one thing and once I'm done focusing on this we'll figure this out so yeah it's just been very interesting kind of like it was interesting not competing which is weird for me because i don't generally go to competitions just to sit down and watch i don't know i think that's fun (laughs) i mean it's fun it's just not like something i do very often because i'm usually competing or like last minute i'm just like yeah why not let's do this because it's just a huge chunk of your day and then other parts of it is just like yeah I don't have to do all this to my body and like feel the consequences of what I'm doing to my body today. (laughs) I don't know. But like my friend Jennifer came and had never done, never like witnessed any sort of competitive thing like that. Like even from a a CrossFit perspective, I don't think she like done anything. And she left and she was like, I'm exhausted from the adrenaline rush of just Mm -hmm. like watching and the ups and downs. And that's, that's I think like my favorite part of like watching them. Hmm. Cause like you feel for the person 
there. And like, I think somebody was asking, oh, uh, Morgan, I think, was asking me, like, why does Morgan it... is someone that we work out with. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we can't just assume that everybody is in our no. little, like, bestie circle. <laughs> she was asking, or no, somebody was asking. It was either her or somebody over by the scoring table. Like, why does everyone get so stressed out watching Stones? And I was like, because everyone in the audience is thinking, if that guy drops that 300-something pound stone, it's going to land on his foot. Nowhere else, just his foot. Because, they, I mean, when you're doing it or you're watching it for the first time, all you're thinking about is, how's that person going to do that, one? <laughs> Two. And from our side, we don't think about that anymore because we know how to do it. So yeah, people think, who aren't like, familiar are convinced that you're going to drop it on your foot, and you're like, yeah. so "Dude, if I if it so falls easy. out of my arms, I'm aware that it's falling out of my arms, and I'm backing the fuck up." Yeah, but like everyone in the audience, like a lot of a good chunk of them, generally don't haven't seen it before, or like don't see it often enough to think, "Oh my gosh!" And like bad things do happen sometimes, but like yeah. it's really funny to see people. There was think, a dude that dropped a keg on his toe. Did he? Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see it happen, but I saw him come out with, like, a giant toe. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. I I mean, there there was a keg to the wall. Kegs were everywhere. Not in, like, a front Yeah, there was a yoke to the wall, too. I don't know if you saw that, but it was tight tight space in there. Yeah, it was tight space in there, because we had, like... And when you're moving quickly with heavy things, like... Like, you want people out of your way. Like, you want... Or otherwise, you're going to mow them over. Which would have been, like, free game at that point. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's happening. That was happening this last weekend. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us go. Um, I feel like... Oh, you mentioned... Okay, so just to kind of summarize the recap, I ended up tying for first, and the tiebreaker went to the other girl who like totally earned the title that day she was on her game she hadn't been doing a bunch of stupid stuff (laughs) like (laughs) she was crazy crazy strong she was like a long lean girl and she picked up the stones like they were freaking beach balls and I was like you go ahead you take that title girlfriend because you earned it today so lots of good lessons for me I did do a recap it's on the blog if you're interested but um Mainly, I'm just feeling kind of frustrated and disappointed in myself, and I'm trying to learn from it in a positive way. Like, hey, I am not actually superwoman. I cannot actually do all these things and, like, stay to this superhuman level. It it did affect my performance that I didn't rest and didn't sleep and didn't do all these things. So uh, that's the biggest lesson for me. My next contest is going to be the November... Um, Maryland's strongest woman. Maryland's strongest, yeah. And I think I'm like 99% positive that I'm not going to go to Vegas. I have friends coming into town, like from. Dude, I don't blame you. That's like a crazy, like. It was, it's really, it's really expensive. And, you know, I I feel like I just made a post about how I've been doing too much and flying out to the West Coast for two days just to cheer you on, which is essentially what it would be. I would be doing not worth it just doesn't seem like the right choice so what I've told myself is that um you're gonna end up going to the Arnold anyway and I'll definitely 
go to the Arnold. Well, so. the Arnold probably hopefully won't be all the way across. It'll it won't city. be hopefully even if it is, it'll be at a better time of year for me because this time of year is just really super busy at work and it's hard for me to take time off. And so I would only be able to take basically that Friday off. Like I would fly out Thursday evening after work, watch you Friday, watch master Saturday and then fly back Sunday. And I would end up feeling completely drained and exhausted, which is essentially what I did from San Francisco. And it's three weeks later and I'm not recovered yet. So for the sake of my own health and not being a hypocrite to all these like health things that I talk about all the time, (laughs) as much as I really want to go cheer you on, like I don't have any interest in going to Vegas. Like I don't drink, I'm not going to have time to gamble. Like it just, it doesn't make sense for me to do that right now. So I am just going to put to have Glenda set up like a Skype for everyone to be able to watch. Me that would be awesome. Is she going to go? Yeah. Glenda's going. And then uh, Glenda's my friend from college and we've been friend for friends for like seven years. And I think my sister and my mom are going, so I might be able to do that, but we'll see. Cause that would make it a lot easier for it would also be sweet if they figured out how to like do some, some streaming or some YouTube of things. Like, yeah, I feel like as much as I love our sport, they are living in the nineties in terms of technology or real. So real. So true. (laughs) So it would be good if like, you know, like you could watch like YouTube videos of like the strongman events going back to like forever but at the same time it's like the ones from this past year it's still hard to find yeah and they're and it's like random it's like if somebody's mom is there with their cell phone then you can find the video but it's not like through nas you know so Mm -hmm. anyway it would it would be really awesome if glenda could record it and and share with everybody let's figure that out yeah um Cool. So the other thing that you mentioned, do you think if we've sufficiently recapped the thing? Yeah, I think we have. Okay. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about all the vendors and prize packs last week. For those people who are interested, the blog post that I put up right now, if you go to the blog, you will still have time to enter like a giant giveaway of a bunch of those things, the vendors that I talked about, and there's coupon codes for almost all of them. And these are like resources and things that I personally hand selected that I love and that, you know, chose to support this event and me. So go check it out, get your discounts on, enter the giveaway. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, did you enter today? Yeah, I did. I think I entered like 11 of the <laughs> however many things. <laughs> Good luck, Viv. I know. I like um, winning. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> so you stayed up late last night watching the grid. I know it was like it was like fun and cool because it's what is the grid? Okay, the grid is quote unquote functional fitness <laughs> competitions. So basically, it's CrossFit, but you, they can't say CrossFit, so they say functional fitness. But I know a lot of those athletes are crossfit athletes or have competed in the games or have just competed in the games and won partially and that kind of stuff so it's basically like professional crossfitting but they can't say that so it's cross it's functional fitness and basically they but it's have in like, like league not like individual right and it's a team competition versus like individual competition i don't so like, understand 
So like, Can you explain how that works. <laughs> I think there's a team of like I don't know how many, but like a good handful of people. I'm gonna say like ten. So there's like ten people, five men, five women, including masters or something like that. There's masters from both genders, and then they can basically do like the first two events are basically you. They have four quadrants set up, and you move throughout each quadrant. So like you do whatever set in the first, whatever set in the second, third, and fourth, and it's basically like a relay race, and you can switch out as many compet or like people as you want, but usually no more than two do a movement at a time. And it's like different types of races throughout the whole evening. And basically they're racing to the end and seeing who can win the 10 races of the, or like it's a So do like the two leagues go head to head? Mm-hmm. So the two leagues go head to head. So like I was watching the Phoenix Rise against the DC Brawlers. And then tonight I'll probably stay up too late watching the DC Brawlers against the founders i think philadelphia founders or something that was the one that was last night right that was the one that was last night here and the phoenix rise is what area arizona phoenix arizona okay so did they go out there yeah dc brawlers were brawlers were out there okay so it's kind of like they're trying to start it where so you're supposed to like pick your favorite crossfit individuals for example annie is annie thor's daughter is on the new york rhinos right I, yeah, I believe so. So, but like, I if you love like Annie, you could adopt the New York Rhinos as your team or something. Right. But we're lucky because we get to have one of our teams here in D.C. And they're already adding new teams, and NBC has a deal with them. So next year it might just be on TV versus, like, TV, TV versus, you know, YouTube on YouTube. <laughs> so the D.C. one, um, one of the girls – that we know her boyfriend is on the team. Right. Um, and I, I don't know his name. Yeah. I don't I'm a really either. bad friend right now. Um, <laughs> but I know that there's like several games athletes in our area, like Gretchen Kittleberger. Yeah. And Christy pro- CrossFit. I don't know her real last name. What's Christy's last name? Christy's last name is Atkins now. Okay. She was Phillips. Before. She's a transplant and recently got married. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Is Gretchen on the Brawlers team? Mm-mm. No. She's not. But there's this one girl, Taylor Stallings. She is strong. Yeah? She's, like, crazy strong. She's, she's, no, Nikki, who is my training partner, <laughs> normally, she was like, I think I have a lady crush on Taylor. <laughs> like, that's awesome. She's like, she's just so strong and fast, because she went to, to see them yesterday. Is Kara Webb on a team? I I've got a like major girl up. crush on her right now. I would have to look it up <laughs> to be honest. I feel like I only watched it because like I'm I kind of miss uh, like watching or doing CrossFit sometimes just yeah. because I'm weird and like you no, know, it's fun. I mean, we <clears throat> I'd do it. I mean, when I was at the box, like I would still do it sometimes just because I'm like, oh, that wall looks fun, you right? Know? And it's just kind of like funny because like I feel like I've been doing strongman for so long and it's great and it's it's awesome but at the same time it's like I do miss those little those little one off wads every now and then where you're just like I feel like dying on the inside but this <laughs> is gonna feel good later and it's only gonna take me an hour and not three hours of lifting. <laughs> yep. Um, cool. Well, I feel like grid league is the kind of thing where if I actually like 
went to the website and started looking into it that I'd get lost there for hours, kind of like Pinterest. So (laughs) when I'm busy, I just like avoid those things because I don't have time for them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically like trying to learn a new sport again, but it's just like, it's like watching a CrossFit competition to me, but it's a functional fitness competition. They did a lot of media this week, so... Yeah. yeah, well, we almost went up there last night. I didn't even know what it was, but I it's walking distance to our house. The, oh, that's true. The Patriot Center is where they were performing. And um, I looked up the ticket prices, and it ranged from, like, $30 to $130, and there was no kid price. So for, like, all five of us to go up there, it would that's have been crazy. $150. I like the... I just saw a post last night where it was, like, 10 or $15. Well, there's a Groupon right now. Oh, so well, that explains why like the arena looks so dang empty. Yeah, it was really expensive, and I was like, I mean, I didn't know how many people were up there. If I was going to be able to like change seats without anybody caring or anything, and with the kids, I was like, no, I'm not paying 150 dollars because they're going to get bored after 30 minutes, and no. you're going to have to leave. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. Totally understand. Cool. Well, now I know what it is. I feel like yeah, I mean, eventually... it's super fun to watch. But, like, you'll lose two hours of your life watching (laughs) (laughs) or sleep, which is what I do. Yeah, that's, I mean, those are my options right now. I just, my inbox is getting out of control. People are, like, emailing me two or three times, like, I'm following up on the blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, you're just, it's not going to happen. Okay. We do have some questions. Do you want to answer them? Yeah, we can. I was like, speaking of my inbox, let me get these things out of my inbox. (laughs) So I can delete them now that I've answered them. Okay, so also in my inbox is a whole bunch of emails from people who um, I'm buying used strongman equipment from. I'm super excited. I'm going to do a strongman home gym. I'm excited for you. I'm so excited for you. You're going to totally come and work out with me sometimes, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's going to be so sweet. I ordered a bunch of stuff and then I found like a 400 tire and a 600 pound tire and it's going to be sweet. Okay. Sorry. I was just going through my email and getting distracted. Okay. Look, her mood just changed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the idea of my home gym. I'm like, someday I'll have the energy to work out. It's going to be awesome. Um, We do need to do a little construction in that room because there's like carpet and stuff in there. But is it going to be... In the garage? Yeah, the converted garage. So we have a garage that's like a double long garage. So it's long enough to do like farmers and yokes and stuff. And then, um, so right now there's drywall in front of the garage door. So we have to get, uh, Matt's really looking forward to sledgehammering the drywall. But we have to, we have to get like confirmation that it's not load bearing or anything before we do that. And then um, also we have to tear up the carpet and put it down some mats and then my good friend Courtney who's really good at art has told me she's gonna do like some chalkboard paint art and stuff in there so it's gonna be super sweet we're so excited um but yeah okay you ready for a question yes I am prepared all right I don't know how to pronounce this person's name so I'm really I'm really sorry um I think it's Helena from Lake Stevens Washington who Mm -hmm. is um our age has um a question she says i'm not a fan of static stretching for example hamstring stretching like bending at the waist and touching your fingers and toes but i know need to work greatly on my mobility what are your favorite methods of mobility work um 
stretching. And then she has some other questions, but let's go ahead and answer that one first. Okay, so that one, um, if you, like, specifically for the hamstrings, if you don't like static stretching, I would say good mornings, which is basically just unhinging at your hips, maybe with a PVC or with a um, very, like, light, lightish weight on your back, and just kind of bending over, unhinging at your hips, trying to keep your chest and back as flat as possible, feeling that stretch in the back of your legs, and then standing back up. It's a really nice dynamic movement. You don't have to do it fast, but you kind of want to move through it. Um, that's specifically for hamstring, but I don't like static stretching very much either. Um, <clears throat> when you see me in the gym normally, I'm usually really lazy about warming up, but when I'm warming up, I try to roll out because it's it's almost like the laziest way of, of warming up as possible. <laughs> And then it's, um, I like to do um, high knees, butt kickers, leg swings, that kind of stuff, just down and across the gym just to get my body moving. Um, because it's almost more important to have your body dynamically move before workouts, just so then your, your body mentally prepares for how you're going to be dynamic in the workout. Versus static stretching is not going to really help you before the workout just because you're probably already sitting around all day in your office chair if you're anything like me. So it's not going to really help you with whatever you're trying to do in the workout. Um, static stretching is kind of more for after, but even then, like, I kind of go do the up dog, down dog, that kind of thing, and then move through that kind of stuff and do more dynamic, lightweight, no super load-bearing things, but just kind of feeling where my body's feeling it and rolling out or getting a lacrosse ball or a beastie ball and um, just kind of massaging out my knots versus actually going through the whole static stretching situation. But that's just me. Yeah, I actually read a really good article um, maybe two or three weeks ago Um and Monica, who does our other podcast, is actually doing show notes for this podcast now. So, hey, Monica. Ooh, hey. Maybe Monica can find the link to that article and put it in here. But um, it actually talked about the scientific repercussions of um, a higher risk of injuries for people who static stretched before doing a dynamic workout versus someone who did a dynamic workup, workout before it warm up before a dynamic workout. So what that means is kind of exactly what you said, Viv, which is that if you're doing a static movement, um, like cold stretching and you're holding it for a long time, and then you go into a very dynamic movement, your body hasn't been primed for that. It's kind of anticipating something like yoga versus if you do a dynamic stretch, like a good morning, then you're preparing your body for explosive movements. So, um, the stretches that I do, I, I roll out as well. I do do some stretching, but I try to make them movement based stretching. So I really like to stretch out my legs and my hips in particular, my, my hips and knees, um, will bother me if I don't really get a good warm up on my lower half. So for me, I do kind of some, um, straddles type stretches where I kind of rotate my body from middle to touching my left foot to touching my right foot to touching the middle again and try to keep that like momentum going so that it's not just a static stretch and hold. Um, I just do a little bit of that. I'll also do, I have no idea what the yoga pose is called. Um, it's the hip stretch where you put your foot kind of um, laid out. 
What is it? Cricket. Yeah. Where it's kind of folded in front of you. And, and... then your back leg goes straight back. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I do that one. Again, I try to make that a little more movement oriented where I kind of like fold my body down straight in front of me. And then I lean back and stretch my back really well. And then I kind of um, bob my hips a little bit to get a good stretch from, from side to side. And then I switch and I do the other leg and I do the same thing. And that's the extent of kind of what I'm doing from a stretching perspective. Then um, we have kind of a routine that a lot of us follow in terms of dynamic warm up from um, lunges to walking knee hugs to Frankensteins. Um, and then, uh, butt kickers are the ones that I do most often. And then I'll do some, um, pipe work with, um, good mornings, overhead squats, um, and then I do some shoulder openers where you do pass-throughs from the front to back and then um, from side to side with the pipe. And then the last thing that I do with the pipe um, lately is uh, – oh, my gosh, it just totally escaped my mind. Um, oh, I do um, front – leaning forward and then back bend. So I keep my pipe – straight at my hips and I lean forward and then I kind of dynamically move as far back as I can into a back bend and holding that pipe at your hips helps give you some stability um but I find that I use my back so often in in the activities that we're doing that warming up my back really well with a few dynamic back bend type movements helps as well so that we do like not just me but all of the people crossfitters, only lifters and strongman, we're all doing some sort of dynamic warm up before we lift. And I think that it's, it will help your mobility to focus on those things. A lot of us also do band work, especially depending on the activity that we're doing and the, um, the extent of how sore we are. So, you know, if you don't want to do static stretching, doing some, some band stretching, can also be really helpful. Um, I do a couple of exercises to help my, my hips and knees sometimes and they're feeling tight um, in terms of like putting a band around my ankles that's tight and then kind of shuffling to, to get the hips and the um, side glutes, I don't know what those are called, activated and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of information on YouTube, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. that would help better describe these things than what Viv and I are talking about. But um I think that you've got it um, on par with saying that you're not a big fan of static stretching and and what kind of methods do we do for mobility work. Hopefully that um, answers that question. So, you ready for more questions? Yep. Do do either of us have an opinion on dedicated ab days or ab workouts? I feel that I get enough um, strength stability in my core by doing kettlebell swings than I ever have doing crunches, V-ups, etc. I grew up in the big box gym where you train certain body parts on certain days, so I guess I feel like I need validation that I don't need to specifically just work abs. Uh, I do core almost every time I go in there just because it's so important for a lot of the things we do. Um, but I don't do like crazy amounts of core every time. Like I'm not doing like five minute plank holds every time I go in there. I think to make it not boring, I have not done a crunch and like your core, you have to remember is more than just your abs. It's your back, your quads, you know, that kind of stuff. If you're working all of those components into a part of your workout, that's great. But I 
like my abs, I think I do maybe once or twice a week. Um, in training, if I go in four times a week, I'll do at least twice, three times. Um, but I try to hit my core, whether it be on my back with supermans or planks and that kind of fallouts with the rings or barbell rollouts or that kind of stuff, just because I think it's so important just to keep your back and your stomach balanced when you're lifting what you're lifting. Um, because I feel like if you're lifting and that's great, if you don't have that core stability just as the foundation, it kind of increases the risk for injury otherwise. But that's just me personally from yeah. what I saw in my body. <laughs> I would totally agree that I think dedicating some exercise and activities to your core is really important. To me, that falls into the accessory category that we've talked about before, where at the end of our workouts, we focus on doing some things after we work out. And so some days are more ab intense than others, um, but I often am doing the, I always get it confused if it's GH, it's GHR machine and you're doing GHDs, right? I don't, I don't know. GHD machines. Okay. So I'm often I'll, we do ghrs right right Right. and then um i also like planks like viv mentioned i can't do a five minute plank but i'll do them (laughs) i'll do them in a series of like different activities where you know i'm doing ring rows and then i'm doing a plank for as long as i can hold it usually weighted planks and then um ghr and then go back to to the series and I'll do like three rounds of that as an accessory work type movement. Um, uh, some other ab exercises because we don't, I don't ever remember doing V sits V ups in strongman. I know we yeah. did them in CrossFit, but it's not a strongman movement. So it's not as much a strongman movement because we're not crunching our bodies like that. We're, yeah. We are more concerned about like just stability, core strength yeah. kind of stuff. So we do like, Maybe Spider-Man, Superman, like, hip raises, but even then, that's very, like, not as often as, like, rollouts or fallouts or that kind of stuff. Yeah, what I remember doing most often are bus drivers. Um, Those suck, too. Yeah, those (laughs) those can be really effective if you put the right amount of weight on your bar and you do the movement properly. So, of course focus again on stability and twisting. Yes. I would highly recommend that you look up some sort of YouTube video of someone who knows what they're doing. But essentially, if you don't know what a bus driver is, you put down a plate or two, a heavy, you know, 45 or whatever, and you put a bar kind of angled in the center hole of it. You put weights on one side of the bar, the side that you're holding, and you kind of keep it at collar level. And then you rotate your shoulders, your core, and your hips, leaving your feet in the same position to one side to the other. And for me, that is like super effective because it works everything from the shoulders to my hips. So that is like the essential core for me. Um, I'm really not good at rollouts or, um, like doing any ring core work because I just do not have the core stability. I really suck. So push-ups, um, planks, bus drivers, GHRs are usually my core activities. And, yeah, but- and I would say we do core activity at least two times a week accessory. Like I would say every other time I'm in the gym, we've got some sort of accessory work with core. Right. And I'm usually, I do fallouts. I got GHRs, GHD type 
movements. Um, if you don't have those, you can do A-ups, which are really nice if you want to look those up. Um, I usually do a plank, and what we do, well, well uh, what I've done with planks is I've added them into condition, or Dustin's had me add it into conditioning, so then it's not all just core on core on core. There's a little bit of conditioning in there just because I'm going to need it anyway, and we don't. I mean, I just need to up my conditioning in general. Accessory ends up usually looking like a CrossFit wad and strongman. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to explain it to people. Like, <laughs> that's just... It just looks like three rounds of, like, really heavy, really accessory type stuff, but yeah. it's all very... But important. you're doing it for, for... I don't want to say, like, for speed. I mean, you're still using four, oh, but you're you're not going slowly. You're You're usually timed or you know, trying to move quickly. So, right. Yeah. Yesterday, my core was alligator drags and that was, like, Oh my gosh. On like the Frisbee <laughs> thing or on your feet. Yeah. Those, I don't know how you did them. I tried once before it did They're not work awful. out. They're awful. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. We ready for another question? I am ready. This question comes to, comes to us from Canada. Okay. <laughs> Every show is international, baby. Um, okay, Cheryl says that she started CrossFit three years ago, has been powerlifting for the last year, and love it. Fist bump. Ooh, yeah. um, she wants to try some strongman moves one day. She also likes a little running here and there, but she loves barbells yeah. the most. We'll try not to hold that against you, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says that she follows... Um, oh, my gosh. I can't remember the acronym for this. Um, it's the Eat for Your... I-I-F-Y-M. Huh? Oh, I don't know. It stands for... Um, oh, my gosh. People are going to write in and tell me what an idiot I am. It's like <laughs> eat, eat for your... It's not metabolism, but it's something like that. Anyway, my corny does it. She's going to kill me. I don't remember. I just remember it as IFM. Uh, okay, so she sleeps seven and a half hours a night, drinks a gallon of water, and trains four plus days a week. Um she says, thank you ladies so much for all the wonderful info so far. You are welcome. She loves the podcast and has been listening to the paleo view since the beginning. That is a really long time to be listening to me, Cheryl. I feel sorry. I'm so, I apologize. Um, now you get to see her sassy side. <laughs> and was so excited when you started talking more about your workouts. I can't wait for all the info. I will learn from you two strong ladies. Thanks for everything. Cool. So what she wants to know is how we keep our workout clothes smelling fresh. She says, I lift in the morning with my coach and head straight to work for nine hours. My sweaty clothes sit in my bag all day and get washed as soon as I get home. Eventually the stink sets in and I have to stop wearing the hurts in public. I guess she means the clothes in public. Gross. I, I mean, I smell but we work out at night. Do you have? Yeah, I work out at night, and I used to work out in the morning. But the same, I've, I've, also, I think it's a lot of the, a lot of the times, it's this those neoprene sleeves. They smell. Oh, those just smell all the time. I don't even try to get time. them clean. And like, there's nothing you could do. I think like there's very little you can do about that that neoprene smell. And it's like, and for me, because I don't use sleeves. I am very minimal on my equipment at this point in my strongmaningness. So 
I don't have like the special shorts or the knee sleeves or the elbow sleeves and or like the belt, but that neoprene belt or sleeves and all the kind of stuff, it smells so bad. And I think if you look, I mean, I my guess is like vinegar or vodka and letting it dry out in the sun. It's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> I've heard boiling it or putting it through the dishwasher without any dish detergent could help that stuff too. Yeah. And then um, I have a small bottle of like to-go for breeze in my bag just because I, I don't want my bag to smell like an animal. <laughs> just in case. Because like sometimes I get home and I'm just like, no, I don't have time to just throw this immediately into the wash. Because for, like, two things, I'm just going to save it up for the extra stink and just wash it all together. <laughs> so, for me, um, I don't know, I guess, other than the neoprene stuff, the only thing my clothes smell like sometimes is pee. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. that's disgusting, that's, but... Well, I mean, that's real life. Yeah, so that is the only, like, I don't have... Other than my knee sleeves, um, anything that really like stinks. So I'm wondering if, um, like just from the perspective of health, like I find that there is less BO when people are eating foods that they're not intolerant to. And if you're using the right kind of like deodorant, um, so I don't know what the clothes are smelling like, but if it is the neoprene kind of stink that um, Viv's talking about, because we never wash our knee sleeves, so they just kind of build up nastiness in our gym bag forever. So much love. <laughs> <laughs> then the boiling or the dishwasher um, is the kind of thing that I've heard. The other thing that I might recommend, uh, Cheryl, you do is look up the instructions for washing cloth diapers and use your clothes that way because we cloth diapered all of our boys and it's like so random, but there's specific recommendations on how to wash cloth diapers in terms of the number of cycles and some being hot and some being cold and then certain brands of detergent that work better than others to really like get them clean and get the stink out and adding things like apple cider vinegar and baking soda to the wash. Um, so I'm wondering if doing something like that to just a load of stinky workout clothes might, um, be successful. Yeah. And you might want to consider washing your bag and it might not be the clothes. It might just be the pack. Yeah. I was thinking when she said that, like I would have a plastic bag that I put them in that would yeah. kind of keep them separated from all yeah, the other stuff. From the rest of the stuff in my bag. But, um, to each their own. I'm sorry we don't have a better answer for you, but hopefully that gives you some ideas. Thus concludes this week's questions. Um, so the question is, do you want to tackle one of the bazillion topics that I had on my list? Sure. Alright, let's see. Let's try to dent it. So since we talked about peeing, I have <laughs> I have on the list shit no one tells you, boobs and peeing. <laughs> Think we can do that in fifteen minutes? Yeah, I feel like we can. Alright, you go ahead. You take you take it away. Okay, I can take boobs because I have not experienced the peeing. <laughs> cool. I'll talk about pee, you talk about boobs. <laughs> Alright, when you first I think we we talked about this a little bit last week. When we you first start lifting, you don't realize that 
um, your body doesn't move quite the way if you have a male coach, the way they think your body is going to move. They don't have like large lumps in front of their chest when they're doing body movement. So you have to be aware, just be aware. Don't have to like overly compensate because your tits are there, but like be aware of the fact that things do happen. You will maybe tap your tit a little with a barbell and it'll be fine. But you just want to be aware of the fact that you're not going to rip off a nipple. If your bar hits it, I think you'll be fine. Um, you, you also want to probably consider double bagging if you start doing any more like extra super dynamic type movements. And by double bagging, I mean wearing two to three to four sports bras if necessary, just because you do still want to take care of your girls as much as humanly possible. And doing box jumps if you're a CrossFitter, that kind of stuff. If you're doing um, prowler pushes and that kind of stuff, deadlifts in, in some cases at our gym get a lot of girls atten- or attention <laughs> to the girls whereas we're just like I'm just trying to lift here I'm not trying to get your attention or woo you with my titas <laughs> but yeah I guess that's all I have I mean find a good sports bra and one that you like because you and that sports bra are going to be friends and feel comfortable in what you're working out in um my, I think I've had like a couple of the guys at the gym being like it's like a like a magical act that your boobs even stay in your shirt half the time working out because they're just there. I'm just like, well, you know, I'm not going to wear a turtleneck working out just because I'm with you guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I end up wearing a sports bra and we talked about my uh, what I choose to wear, okay, we'll put a link yeah. in the show notes, is the panache sports bra because I am extremely busty. Right. Um, and then I also wear a tight like camisole and the brands that I find that fit best for my body are things that I find at Target or things that I find at Athleta. I have never found a quality piece of sports attire from any place other than those two places. Like uh, most of my workout clothes right now is Athleta, especially the pants just because your booty like gets big. Yeah. And like I have a pair of Lulu's and they're, they're nice and thick and they're great for in the fall. Um, but I can't squat in them because they go, they slide and like, there are very few pants that I have that don't slide down when I squat right now. So like whatever those pants are, those are the ones I'm wearing capris or whatever. Yeah. I, I specifically, there's a joke that we make in the gym about how you can tell the strong men from the CrossFitters because the CrossFit girls are wearing Lulu and the strong right. men girls are wearing right. Athleta. Um, it's just, a, I mean, wear what, what you're comfortable with. But certainly if you're thicker, um, I would recommend checking out Athleta. They actually go up to plus sizes. And when I started wearing Athleta, I actually was still in plus sizes. So um, but they're starting to come out with new colors now and it's yeah. really exciting. It's fun. And more. I, I wear what I call the modesty panel. Um, <laughs> although it's super cute. I wear the pants with like the little skirt on them and I have it in like 10 different colors and styles. Um, the contender series is what it's called on, on Athleta. But for me, one of the reasons that I wear that is because I pee. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, so from, from the top, I'm wearing the panache sports bra and then I'm wearing some like super tight compression sports bra cami type tank top that basically is like, because just a bra isn't enough. Like I need the 
compression tank to like hold it all in and not move like right so when it's longer it causes less bouncing than just like a sports bra would do right. so I wear both of those things and then because I don't want to like have my sports bra <laughs> completely hanging out of the super tight like compression tank I also wear another shirt on top so I'm literally wearing like three things every time I work out on the upper part of my body yeah, I think I wear I wear a sports bra and like a tank, and I think I just hope and pray I don't nip slip. Sometimes because I'm just like, or like especially by the end of the week, I'm just like I've run out of shit to put in my bag this week. So this is what you're gonna get. There might not be much out in here. And I remember from the competition this past weekend, they gave us tanks, and you were just like side boob everywhere. Oh my gosh! Well, and like <laughs> if I hadn't been wearing. Like, the other two things, like, my entire breasticle would have come out of my armpit hole because it was, like, a men's tank top, and it just had a huge armpit hole. And, I mean, it was comfortable to lift in. Honestly, it was, you know, whatever. But um, I was like, yeah, I mean, just be aware when I'm pressing those lugs. You might get you might get a little peekaboo. So, you know, just kind of think through those things when you're buying lady attire that, you know, if it's a scoop neck, like when you deadlift, the ladies are coming out. I mean, my mom yeah. watched a video of me deadlift once and she was like, I thought I was going to see nipple. And I'm like, my nipple, I swear to you, is really buried in there. It's just the <laughs> position of the deadlift, like, forces everything to look like it's coming out your right. top. And especially when you're wearing a belt too it just yeah. all comes up anyway yeah. it's really funny because like now when I go and buy workout clothes when I'm trying things on I do <laughs> the following movements yeah you like you do a shimmy do a squat, squat <laughs> I do a shimmy <laughs> totally. a deadlift and then like maybe if it depends on what it is um well the most important to me is the squat just because I want to make sure yeah. you can't see through my pants <laughs> and um that I'm being able to squat without the pants writing down. So, um, I would just say that's, that's what I got on the top. So speaking of pants, um, I have had three children and, um, they've all been C-section and my second and third C-sections, they actually had to do internal surgery on me. So my first C-section, the doctor sucked for a myriad of reasons, not the least of which was that he told me I needed a C-section because I was fat. So when he did his terrible surgery, he actually moved my bladder and my bladder for my second pregnancy was above my uterus, which is like not good. That's not where your bladder should be. Right. Um, which like most pregnant women need to pee all the time because their uterus is sitting on top of their bladder and there's a heavy baby in there. And so they have to pee all the time. So they went in to deliver my second child and realized that my bladder was in the wrong place and had to do like internal surgery to rearrange my organs. And ever since then, I've had a really difficult time, um, peeing normally, like never in my life have I had a problem with my bladder. So I've always been the type of person, like I sleep through the night, I'm a camel, I can hold it all day. Like I've never had a problem with my bladder. So after that surgery, it's not just that I pee all the time. It's that when I pee, I have a hard time emptying my bladder completely. Like I think there's just some scar tissue there or whatever. A million people are going to email me about pelvic floor. Listen, I know I've got a guest post on my blog about the pelvic floor. I you know, 
do those exercises. I'm aware of them. I also do Kegel. Like I don't like drive into my car. I don't need information on that. I highly encourage everyone to look up, look it up. Look I up believe Kegel. that there is like permanent scar tissue to the inside of my body from that surgery. And then my third C-section, my second surgery, they did some, you know, final okay, let's make sure everything's good with her. And then I also got my tubes tied. And so like from those surgeries and the scar tissue that I have just from the C-section in general, um, I had my gallbladder surgery, which is also in my torso. Uh, I just, my, my body has not been the same since. So it has gotten better since I started exercising because I remember I used to like jog a block and I would pretty much completely wet my pants. Like it was really a problem. And then it got to a point where in CrossFit, it was only when I was deadlifting or I was kettlebells or it was heavy squat or it was jump rope. Like it got much better to where it was just limited to like those things. And now it's actually gotten to the point where like, it's only where I'm doing those things and they're super heavy. Like you know, the heaviest yeah. of days. I can deadlift with like 80% max and not have any problem now. Whereas before it would be like 50% and I'd practically pee all over the place. Um, so the things that I've learned are, I'll, I'll say threefold. One, um, I empty my bladder before every movement. Even if I don't feel like I need to pee, I go to the bathroom before I do it because my body will find all the fluid and it will dump it out if I'm about to do something heavy. So, you know, if I'm doing a heavy lift of any kind, I just go to the bathroom beforehand because it's easier for me than like dealing with the mistake if I don't. Right. Um, so the second thing that I do is that I wear the Athleta Modesty Panel pants because then if I do leak, then, um, it's not like this giant wet spot on my pants that everybody can see. It's kind of like hiding inside the skirt. And maybe I'm kidding myself and everybody can see my pee spot, but at the very least it makes me feel better that like there's a little bit more modesty coverage in terms of like the spandex pants. Um, because I'm not willing to work out in big baggy pants. Like it's not an effective workout technique for me. So, um, I also am uncomfortable with like the big extra, skin hang thing that I have on my stomach, um, in that I feel like the skirt allows me to be more comfortable in my own skin. Um, so then the third thing that I do is I wear protection and instead of like wearing some sort of 80 year old grandma diaper, um, I either wear a pad so, which I have extras of in my car because of this very reason, (laughs) because I was well, because I work out with some girls and they're just like, do you have extras? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, because most gyms don't provide them. I have an extra like pack of pads yeah. in the trunk of my car just in case. Several people have asked that me. Kind of stuff, everyone asks like, yeah. do you have an extra? It's totally like, no. the secret among us women. I don't know that it's <laughs> as much a secret anymore, but no. like almost I've, there have been several women in the gym that have come up to me and said, you know, oh, I didn't know it was double unders today. Can I borrow a pad? Yeah. Um, and these are women who haven't even had kids. Like, there are several women in the gym who haven't had kids. And it's like, if it's a heavy squat day, if it's, you know, if it's a heavy day at all, basically, or if it's double unders, women just Lose are it. more prone to this. And, yeah. um, and, 
you know, it's not necessarily, I've come to just kind of say it's not a bad thing. Like it's it's just the way that our bodies are built. If that's happening to you, like if, unless you have like, um, you know, a a weak pelvic floor and I, I don't, um, then you're basically pushing with all of your muscles to do a lift. And like, if you fart or if you pee, like, dude, whatever. I mean, men do, do farts when they lift all all the time, the time. And they're in the gym anyway. They don't so care. Like, why are you, you shouldn't be concerned about it if they're doing it too. Yeah. Several, several of the guys live had like spotted me before and I've farted and like looked at them. Like, are they going to say something? And it's like, they didn't even realize it happened because it just happens so yeah. often. So, and I kind of feel that way they about, probably, they probably thought it was coming out of their own. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Um, <laughs> And then the other alternative is um, I wear a product called Dear Kate's. And we might be able to get a discount code from Dear Kate's. I know they said that they wanted to be a sponsor for the podcast. So I'll see if Monica can reach out to them and see if we can give you um, a discount code. If we do give you a discount code, um, we'll ask them to do Strong Woman. And it'll be like one word. But um, check the show notes to see if it's active for how much and how long. But even if you can't, you can sign up for a discount code by signing up for their newsletter on their website, um, dearkates.com. They make um, like waterproof underwear that are like really luxurious and ladylike and you don't feel like you're wearing, you know, granny panty diapers. And I found that they're really super great, not just for working out, but for when you have your period. Because if you... You know, like instead of wearing a thin liner as a double protection against a tampon or a menstrual cup, right. like you can just choose to wear the Dear Kate's underwear and not worry that if like you have a little bit of leakage, it prevents it. So um, I have several pair of Dear Kate underwear. Unfortunately, I don't have like an entire wardrobe's worth, so I'm not able to wear them every single time that I work out. But I really do prefer like wearing just wearing the Dear Kate's underwear when I work out and then I don't need to worry about anything. Yeah, I don't. Else wear underwear when I work out. You have such a problem. I can't even. <laughs> I've got nothing. Meanwhile, I'm wearing modesty panel underwear and like giant grandma lady underwear and three bras and you're like, I don't wear underwear. <laughs> I don't. I just like, I have, I have a problem when squatting. Like if I'm wearing the wrong underwear, it either gets in there all up in your crack and you're just like, I hate my life right now. And you're trying to adjust all afternoon or it's that they slipped like they slipped down your butt and then they're like halfway off at the end of the workout they're they're basically not on so i just don't wear underwear i just skip the whole process you're you're more hardcore than me that's for sure you also are willing to go to a spa naked and that's that's, i'm such a prude evidently this is this is the the quintessential difference between viv and i viv wears colors i wear black viv is not a prude and i am these are i wear such obnoxious colors like if you can't see me from space i'm doing it wrong (laughs) okay Anything else on this topic? I think I'm good. Cool. So the response to the podcast has been really awesome. I've been trying to tag you when people like tweet or Instagram me. Yeah. Thank you to everyone that's been giving us positive feedback. Yeah, it's been awesome just reading it and like being able to be like, oh, cool. (laughs) People actually like us. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. So don't, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a question, submit it. We don't have a backlog right now. We literally have answered every question that we've received, except the first week that I told everybody to submit questions, the contact form wasn't actually working. So if you submitted a question and we haven't answered it, please submit it again. The contact form is now working and we'll get that and answer it in an upcoming show. Um, you can also support us by leaving a review in iTunes. Um, we would really, really appreciate it. It helps other people find the podcast and spread the word. Um, it's, I mean, it's already doing great. We're getting great feedback. So if you like the show, please go leave a um, review in iTunes. If you don't like the show, then you shouldn't be listening all the way to the end and you should not be doing a review in iTunes. <laughs> oh, maybe I should do it. I know a couple of guys that listen to our podcast, too. Sweet. Oh, hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> our two male listeners. Yeah, I know, right? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Strong Woman Radio. Stay, stay strong, everybody. Yeah. You had something witty last time. What are you going to do this time? I don't know. I feel like I've lost all my juices. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully you're wearing underwear while you're losing all your juices. (laughs) Oh, I just got totally skeezed out. (laughs) You skeezed yourself out. Uh, Okay. (laughs) 